grow it to become what God has created her to be. Amen. John chapter 20 and verse 30. The Bible says here, And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. Now, if you will turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy, let's read familiar scriptures this morning. Deuteronomy chapter 6, begin reading at verse 4. Moses wrote, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thine heart, and with all of thy soul, and with all of thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. Notice this verse. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon, thy, upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. He said, teach these words, the truth of God, his oneness, and the fact that we should love him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and all of our might to our children. We should teach them diligently. And we should talk to them when we sit in the house, when we walk by the way, when we lie down, and when we rise up. Basically, I believe he's saying any time is a good time to talk to your children about the Lord. And uh, we want to preach a message this morning entitled, Giving Our Children Something to Believe. Giving Our Children Something to believe. Let's pray the Lord's blessings upon his word. God, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your unction. We thank you for your word that, that you have placed, God, in our heart. God, we thank you for what you're going to do with this message. I pray, God, that you help us all, but bless specifically this morning. Dan and Geneva and Lord, we ask that you use this message to strengthen them and work your will in their lives. And in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said amen. amen. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. I'd like for you to turn with me to the book of Mark, Mark chapter 11. And let's look at a few verses of Scripture here. Mark chapter 11, we'll begin reading at verse 12. The Bible says, And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, this is Jesus and his disciples, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry, and seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, 
He came, if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of, the, of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Now, if you will, jump down to verse 20. And in the morning, the next day, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. And Jesus answering, saith unto him, what? Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. I want you to notice the words of Jesus in verse 22 again, where Jesus told Peter, have faith in God. Peter walked by the fig tree that Jesus had cursed and noticed that it had quickly died. Notice it died from the roots up. Humanity, we spray Roundup or whatever. We'd be gone. We put it on the leaves and it goes down. But the Lord has the ability to get to the root of things and cause it to dry up and wither from the roots, from the bottom up. And Peter noticed it withered away so fast, the power of the words of Jesus. And when he made reference to it, Jesus told him, said, number one, have faith in God. And he went on to say, I'm telling you, Peter, that if you look at the mountain and say, be thou removed, and you'll believe it, and doubt not, you can have whatever you say. You can have whatever you speak. As I've studied this Scripture, Mark chapter 11 and verse 22, they say that this phrase Jesus said, have faith in God, was a Hebraism. And many have translated it to say, have the faith of God. Have the faith of God. And when I was studying this, I thought, well, if that is true, if, if the words of Jesus is actually not just to have faith in God, but an instruction to have the faith that God has himself, yes. have the faith of God, then I thought, well, that's a one God scripture. Because Jesus, who was God manifest in the flesh, knew that when he spoke a word, it would happen. He would speak to the fig tree and it would wither. He would speak to the winds 
and they would cease. He could speak to the waves and they would settle down. Whatever the Lord said, he could say, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus would rise from the dead. He was God. He knew anything he said. The Bible said, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And all things were created by Him. God has the ability just to say it. The Lord in creation, God said, let there be light. And there was light. God's word is an expression of his will. And what he says is ultimate authority. And whatever he says happens. Whatever the Lord says, it's done and it's accomplished. And so God and his word are one. And when he expresses his will, that word has total authority and everything obeys his command. God knows who he is and God knows the power that he possesses. And, and Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. And as the earthly representation of God, Jesus said, no fruit on you for the rest of the days. And it withered away. And that's what he taught Peter, have the faith of God. I want you to be able to walk with the confidence that I walk with. I want you to be able to have the assurance, the, the boldness that I have inside of me. Have the faith of God. Be as sure as God himself. Now what I'm trying to tell you, we don't have confidence in ourselves. We're humans. We will fail. But can I tell you, God never fails. We're humans and we're limited. But God is unlimited. And we have just certain knowledge. God has all knowledge. What I'm trying to tell you here, this is not talking about building confidence in ourselves. It's about increasing our faith in God. And that is with God, all things are possible. Right. I believe that. Amen. I believe God can do anything and I believe God is willing to do anything that needs to be done. And so the Lord wants his people to be just as sure in his ability to do anything as God knows he is able to do anything. And so God wants us to be as confident in him as he is in himself. God wants his people to be strong in faith. He wants you to have faith in him. And he wants you to be persuaded. He wants you to have confidence. He wants you to be sure because that faith will cause you to become a person that is strong and steady and bold and stalwart. And I want to tell you what we need in this generation. We need mighty strong people that have deep abiding faith and confidence in God. Sure that God's way is right. Sure that the Bible's right. Sure that God is alive and he's still on the throne. Having faith in their hearts that God still is able to move mountains. God's still able to make a way where there seemed to be no way. That God's still able to do whatever needs to be done in our life for his will to be accomplished. I believe today. I believe. I believe. I still believe in him. 
Hallelujah. Let me just go ahead and say it right here. I still believe in the power of the blood. I still believe in the power of the death of Christ. I still believe in the power of his resurrection. I still believe in the power of repentance and his forgiveness. I still believe in the power of the gospel to change and to transform. Amen. I just feel like proclaiming a little bit. I still believe this morning. I got faith that God hears and answers prayer. I got faith today that I'm the child of God and you're the children of the Lord and the favor of God is with us and the hand of God is upon us and God's working for us and, and God's doing a work through us. I believe today. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Hallelujah. I may have some questions, but there's some questions that are answered today. I believe there is one God and his name is Jesus. I believe, amen, that he is active in our lives today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can I tell you the Lord wants us to be able to say boldly, as with the Apostle Paul, my God shall supply all your need. Amen. That's right. The Lord wants us to be able to say it, just like Paul said it, with confidence. My God shall supply all your need need. Hallelujah. He wants us to know that for ourselves, but he wants us to be able to speak. He wants us to be able to say, God's going to take care of me. The Bible says that, that the Lord has put this treasure, speaking of the gift of the Holy Ghost, the power of God, the baptism of his presence and his spirit. He has baptized us with his spirit. He's put his presence in an earthen vessel that we may boldly say, the Lord is our helper. Hallelujah. There's some things if we were left by ourselves, we wouldn't be able to do. Some work that wouldn't get accomplished. Some deeds that wouldn't get done. But with him in our lives, with God bringing him into the equation, he will make it possible. Amen. So that we could, we could boldly say, the Lord is my helper. How are you going to make it through? I'm going to tell you why. Because the Lord's going to help me. How are you going to survive? The Lord's going to help me to survive. How, how are you going to be able to grow and develop and become everything that you want to become? It's going to be made possible because God is with me. The Lord is my helper. He's going to supply any need. That's right. I don't have to worry about lacking. God is going to take care of me. Hallelujah. God wants to develop a faith in us that is so strong that it enables us to speak with authority. Boldly. Confidently. With assurance. With conviction. God wants us to be able to say it. I want us to look again at the emphasis of the faith that God wants us to have and the ability to speak it. Mark 11 and 23, this is what we've read already, but right after he says, have faith in God. Have the faith of God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, 
whoever can say it, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt. It's not just being able to say it. It's being able to not doubt. Do it without hesitancy. The ability to speak it with persuasion, knowing that it's going to move when you say it. And shall not doubt in his heart. And shall believe that those things which he saith, everybody say which he saith, shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Brothers and sisters, this is what I believe. I believe that before God does any good work, any great work, He always says it before He does it. And He speaks it into existence. God talks about it before He does it. And He speaks it into existence. What I'm trying to tell you, what you hear from God, don't be hesitant to speak it. Don't be hesitant to say it. Amen. If God puts a word of faith in your heart, say it. The Lord's going to touch my son. God's going to heal my daughter. God's going to reach my neighbor. God's going to give a miracle. God is going to do it. Whatever, whatever word God puts in your heart, you don't have to be hesitant. You don't have to wonder if the Lord says it. It's so you can bank on it. You can count on it. It's going to happen. Heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will never pass away, whether it's written or spoken, whether it's the Logos, or whether it's Rhema, written or spoken, it is the Word of God, and it will do what God said it was going to do. Amen. It will be done. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe in the power and the truthfulness of the Word of God. Let us become people that can speak boldly for God and speak boldly faith in God. He wants us to believe and doubt not. Believe in God and have the faith of God without hesitancy, with calm assurance. I wrote it like this today. God is working to develop a strong belief within each of us, a deep persuasion that he is able to accomplish things that appear most difficult with infinite ease. God, God, God can do things that are very, very hard, that it's literally a miracle. But he can do it. But he, he, he can not just do it, he can do it with ease. It's nothing to him. It's large, it's great, it's big to us, but it's nothing for God. He is able. And I'm telling you something I feel stirring in my spirit this morning so strong, is God wants us to get a renewed faith in His greatness, in His power, amen, that'll help us to speak Boldly, the Lord is going to supply for us. The Lord is going to take care of us. The Lord is going to meet my need. I don't have to live with worry. I don't have to live with fear. When the, 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 the mountain of worry begins to just increase, 
I can speak to the mountain in Jesus' name. It can be removed. The mountain of doubt can just go. The mountain of debt can be gone. The mountain of discouragement can be spoke out of the way. I call it the twin peaks of despondency and despair. They normally come together. You may be facing a mountain range today. The Lord can give you the ability to speak. Hallelujah. 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 I believe in this place today is people that's got faith. They've got revelation. You've got knowledge and you've got understanding. And the Lord's encouraging you today. Amen. There's some mountains you're going to climb, but there's some mountains you can begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and God will speak through you. You can speak to that mountain. You can speak with authority. You can speak with power. And you can say, be thou removed and cast into the sea and it will be done as you have spoken it. He wants to give us faith that speaks to mountains. That's big stuff. God wants us to have faith that can speak to mountains. To confront large obstacles. He wants us to have faith that can Speak to hypocrisy that says, I'm not interested in just looking like I got it. I want it. That's right. I don't want to just look like a tree that's got fruit. I want fruit. God can help us to be real. God can help us to be people that says, well, I'd like to be able to say, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Can I tell you, I believe that the Lord wants us to know that he is working within us, developing faith where we can have the faith of the apostles that goes to the man and says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. I may not have the money you're looking for, but I've got something that I can help you with. I've got the name of Jesus. I've got faith in God. I'm as sure as God is that right now you can be touched and healed and you can raise up and you can walk and you can run. You can lift your hands and worship. God will give you a miracle. I'm as sure as God is that he can and he is willing to do it. Hallelujah. That's the faith that God wants his people to enjoy and have to be confident in the Lord. Sure of God. Hallelujah. And I believe that's the faith that's in this place today. The powers of hell, life, struggles, battles, war, tests and trials, sometimes will get us off focus, but I believe the Lord's helping us to get our eyes on him with fresh faith and say, God, I want to be as sure as you are. I want the faith of God in my heart. Faith of God in my heart. Hallelujah. A little child whose father and mother had died was taken to another family. And on the first night with this new family, this orphan, this young lady, she asked if she could pray as she used to do with her mother and her father. The new parents said yes. 
So she knelt down and she prayed it. Her mother that had passed away had taught her. When the prayer was ended, she added a little prayer of her own to the little words that her mother had taught her. And she said, Oh God, make these people as kind to me as my father and my mother were. Then she paused, looked up as if she was expecting to get an answer. And then she said, of course you will. And can I tell you, that's the kind of faith that God wants you and I to have. That when we pray it and we say it, we can look back up and say, of course you will. Because this is what I need. This is not just the one. This is what I must have. And you will supply all of our needs. Somebody wrote it like this. God wants us to have the faith that faints at no difficulty. But has the ability to attack even the greatest of difficulties, struggles, battles with courage and with good hope. God wants us to look at life, brothers and sisters, and know that He can help us be successful in it. He wants us to look at our marriages and know that God will help us to have successful marriages. He wants us to be able to look at our job and our career. He wants us to know that He'll help us to have a successful career. He wants us to be able to look at our children and have confidence that we will be able to raise them in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. And that He can help us to raise them in such a way that they will serve the Lord all of the days of their lives. I'm telling you, we got some difficult work to accomplish, but God wants us to know that He will help us and He'll give us wisdom and He'll give us grace. Let us just stay humble. Let us stay open. Let us stay teachable. Let us receive the wisdom and the instruction of God. Let us keep praying and receiving grace from God and brothers and sisters. He will do what no other power can do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. He wants us to believe today that truth is stronger than error. He wants us to believe today that righteousness is stronger than unrighteousness. I know we see ourselves in the end time. And I know we're seeing the rise of the spirit of Antichrist. And I know we're seeing how our world is just going to become more and more evil and more corrupt. But can I tell you, as the Antichrist rises and the one world governments come together, it's just a setup for God to manifest himself as the true and the living God. Amen. Evil power 
powers and evil seducers will keep rising and wax worse and worse in the end time. But I'm going to tell you, that's not the end. The end is the coming of the Lord where he reveals himself and he brings all powers of the earth subject to him. We're all in heaven and in earth bow before him. What I'm trying to tell you, we may see a rise of evil and sin and corruption. It's going to keep rising, but it will ultimately brought, be brought down by the power of the one true and living God. Before Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. What I'm trying to tell you, amen, that is that faith, amen, has got to abide in our hearts. That truth will triumph and God will ultimately win as the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Hallelujah. We can never give in. Amen. That evil's going to overwhelm and evil's going to ultimately try. No, God has planted his church in this world and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. I'm telling you, it's planted and it's going to keep growing. The Bible said of the increase of his government, there shall be no end until the Lord comes back. The church is just going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep reaching into hell and to the fire and we're going to be pulling souls out. We're going to see the captives set free. Amen. We're going to see marriages put back together. We're going to see drug addicts delivered. We're going to see, amen, the captives set free. We're going to see the recovery of sight to the blind and we're going to see diseases depart. Amen. God's not going to diminish the power of the church, but he's going to keep manifesting himself even in troubled times in this generation. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. It keeps me going on. It keeps me praying on. It keeps me pressing on. I believe. I believe. I believe. Truth is stronger than error. Righteousness than unrighteousness. And good is stronger than evil. You overcome evil with what? Good. So God is developing a faith which believes that all of the power of God, the supernatural, has total authority over the natural, the material things of this world. I believe it. I believe it. And the message for this morning is, is that God wants this truth passed down from generation to generation. Brothers and sisters, what you and I have come to know and that knowledge that has produced the faith in our hearts is something that we can give our children. We can give them something to believe. It runs counter with the spirit of our times. It runs contrary to the spirit of rebellion and lawlessness and antichrist that's in this world today. We're living in troublesome times because parents see no sense of their responsibility. What I'm trying to tell you according to Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, 
and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might is words and truth that we are supposed to teach diligently unto our children. That's words that it's not the Sunday school teacher's responsibility. And it's not just the pastor's responsibility, but it is the parent's responsibility to persuade them to take the time to ensure that the children know and understand. This week, Mariah and I was walking through, or walking into Walmart. There's a movie display. And she pointed out, she says, there's a movie about the Son of God. She said, Jesus is God. He's not the Son of God. And I'm like, I got some work to do. <laughs> I'm glad she's believing that Jesus is God. But I've got to also teach her that the man was the Son of God. Right. The humanity of Christ was the Son. The Spirit of Christ is God. And so I've got some teaching to do. And the Lord has dealt with me just this week saying, it's not the Sunday school teacher's responsibility. And it's not just my responsibility to teach it. But biblically, it is the parent's responsibility to ensure that their children know clearly and are confident and sure of the truth of God and the Word of God. Can I tell you our churches will be so much better. This church will be stronger. Amen. This church will be able to keep the light of the gospel shining if it becomes more than just the work of the pastor and the work of the Sunday school. That we ensure that the children know the truth if the parents will take as much responsibility as they expect the pastor to have and the Sunday school teachers to have. What I'm trying to tell you we got to get a revival and a revelation of teaching our children the ways of God and the truth of the Word of God. Hallelujah. The Lord said, teach it diligently. Talk about it when you're sitting in your house. Talk about it when you're walking by the way. Talk about it when you're laying down and talk about it when you're rising up. Amen. In the morning, as you're going through the day, when you lay down at night, it's good to talk about the Lord and the truth of the Word of God. I'm going to tell you, we got something for our children to believe in. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, we know the living God. We know the truth. In a world of confusion and chaos, God has been so good to us to give us revelation, knowledge, and understanding that there is one God and His name is Jesus. And this God came to earth to save, to rescue, and redeem humanity, and to restore us in righteousness, holiness, and truth. I'm telling you, He wants us to know that we got something to give our children and something for them to believe in. Hallelujah. 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 This generation, the spirit of our times is birth children and just let them find their own path. Bring them into the world and just 
Let them think what they want. That's what's promoted in this generation. It's so contrary to scriptures. It's antichrist. It's anti-Bible. Let them go. I, I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, they really believe. Let this child decide what he wants to be or she wants to be. If she's born a he and wants to be a she, let her make the choice. Is born a she and wants to be a he? Let her make the choice. Can I tell you that's confusion? Yes. I was reading, oh boy, I'm going to get stretched out here. I was reading some time back, and it was like, man gives birth to a child. I'm like, that's not even possible. They're saying it. That's what they want to believe. And that's what they want us to believe. But that's not possible. It's incapable. And if you ever read that happens, it's a lie. Because the Bible never says it's going to happen. And it won't ever happen. Because you are what you were born to be. You may not be satisfied. But I'm trying to tell you, this world is leaving our children to confusion. They're like, I don't want to. I don't want to tell my child what to believe. I don't want to tell my child what they should do, what they should not do. And if you don't give them something to believe in, that's the message today. We got to give them something to believe in. And what's so blessed? We we have more than just a good idea. More than just a good social plan. We got the truth, brothers and sisters. Dan and Geneva, you got something to give Elizabeth. You got the truth. You've got the word of God. God has so blessed you to be able to allow you to be raised in the house of God. You've got understanding. I'm, you got something to give your daughter, your daughters that will help them all through life. I'm going to tell you, we got to see truth for what it is. It's a blessing from God, and we got something to give the next generation. We got a faith to impart. And again, it's more than just a good idea. It's truth. When the world's on fire, the Word, and those who've loved it, believed it, understood it, and obeyed it, will be living in glory. And so we have something to give. Let us not give in to the spirits of our times that wants us to keep our hands off of our children and not communicate with our children. But let us take time, brothers and sisters. Let us feel the weight, the burden, the responsibility that if my children are going to make it in this confusing world, I need to get this truth in them at a young age. I need to talk to them. I need to convey God's will to them. I need to get it in their heart at a young age. Help them get on track. To where they don't have to go through life looking and searching for the truth. No, they can grow up saying, hey, I got planted early, and I'm going to have a good life. I'm going to have a blessed life. I'm going to have a favor. I got on track. My parents put me on track at a young age. They taught me to have the faith of God. 
they taught me to do the will of God, to walk with Him. I'm not going to preach much longer today. Geneva and Dan, I want to give you a scripture. I'm going to write it down and give it to you, all right? But Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 10. For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place. Basically, again, this is something I reference often, but the children of Israel are going to go into Babylonian captivity. Jeremiah prophesied it. He said, but I'm going to tell you, don't believe the false prophets. God wants you to know He's got a good word. And the good word is that He is, he is going to bring restoration and revival. And He said, what I'm saying, this good word, I'm going to bring it to pass. Believe the good word. You're going to hear the evil report, and you're going to hear the good report. There's going to be the voices of fear and worry and doubt's going to come to you. And you're going to hear the voice of God that says, all things are possible. Keep trusting in the Lord. Believe in God with all of your heart. You're going to have to make the choice of what you're going to believe between the two. Can I tell you, be strong in the Lord and believe the good report. The good things that God has said about you and towards you and about your family. Believe that God is going to perform that good word. It might not always happen as quick as we wanted it to happen, but let's always believe the good report. Like when they came back from spying out the promised land, there was ten that had the evil report. There was two that had the good report. Let's believe the good report of the Lord. His report says I'm healed. His report says I'm saved. His word says I am the winner and I'm the victor and I will overcome. Let's believe the report of the Lord. I'm going to tell you, God will do the good work. You just keep believing. You keep your faith. And God's got a good work and a good plan for Elizabeth's life. And when she becomes that teenager, or in just a few months, when you start seeing some little attitudes rise up in her, and you want to get worried about this stuff, and you start seeing things in her that you don't like about yourself, and say, oh Lord, I don't want my children to take after me in every way, God. Don't get discouraged. Just keep praying. Keep believing. God's going to help you. And God will bring her to a blessed life. And He's going to give y'all wisdom to know how to raise her and deal with her. If you hadn't found it all out already, you're going you're gonna to find it out. Her and Natalie's going to be totally separate and different. Each of them is going to have their own struggles, their own personality type, own battles that they're going to deal with. But I want you to believe the good report. God will do His good work. Expect good. Don't expect bad is what I'm telling you. Don't expect trouble. God don't want you to do He wants you to have faith. He wants you to believe. You're, going, you're just going to put your life in His hands, your family in His hands. 
and your children is in his hands, and he can bring it to the best end. And he'll take care of you. He'll give you the wisdom when you need it. He'll need to give you the grace when you need it. He'll give you the strength when you need it. One final scripture, Psalm 78. Psalm 78. Verse 1. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known. And what? Our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from the generation or from... We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He hath done. For He hath established a testimony in Jacob. God has worked. God has moved. God has manifested Himself. God has helped people. He's established a testimony and appointed a law in Israel. Everybody say a law. God has established the testimony of His mighty power and how He works for His people in and through His people. But God also has a law that He's established. There's some commandments He expects us to live by. Which He commanded our fathers that they should make known to their children that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born who should arise and declare them to their generation. We have one generation telling another generation, which tells another generation. We got a teaching generation and a hearing generation. And that hearing generation grows up and becomes the teaching generation, and they pass it down. And then that generation that's hearing becomes the proclaiming and teaching generation. And God just keeps continuing His will from one generation to the next. We're not going to fail to let our children know the power of God, the good works of God, the glory of the Lord, and the law of God, the commands of God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And so we're going to stand here in just a moment, if you will. Uh, let's go ahead and do that now. I would like any of the family, Brother Dan and Sister Geneva, to come forward. Brother Alexander, I'd like for you to come forward. We're just going to all gather around right here close. I've got a few more words that I'd like to share with them. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Me and Natalie's got our thing going. We just kind of do like that. You know, um, my, my final words are, listen, the spirit of our times wants you to keep your hands off of your children from teaching them, talking to them, instructing them. I'm encouraging you to not give in to the spirit of our times. Be strong. Let the faith in the Word of God be in your heart 
and you command your children in the ways of God. Raise them in the will of God and the ways of God. Be courageous. You've got something for them to believe in that will give them a better life. And so you keep bringing them to the house of God, raising them in the ways of God, and God will bless you and prosper you. Don't be hesitant to teach your children the truth. And we teach better by actions than we do by our words. But it takes both. You need to say it and do it. And God's blessings will be upon you. God bless you. We love you. Everybody come close if you will. Let's pray together. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yeah. No, yeah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for this family. We thank you for these children. God, we anoint her Lord. God, we thank you for this life you have been so good in giving this child Lord. We praise you, God, for the plan that you have for Elizabeth, God, the work that you're going to do in her and the Lord, God. We thank you for enabling this child to be able to hear the truth and to know the truth. God, we're praying for her right now. In the name of Jesus, we lift her up before you. Believe you, God, to touch this child. Let your favor and your blessing be upon her. Give her health, O Lord, God. Give her a heart to receive the gospel and the word of God. Let her be tender and to know the truth at a young age, oh God. Hallelujah. Let your favor and your blessings be upon this child, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's thank the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you, God. We thank you for what you're doing in our midst. We thank you for this family. We thank you for what you've done today in this congregation, Lord. Work your will. Work your will. Work your will. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name.